When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your team news ahead of game week 35. My name is Az and I am joined by Neil Rigg. How are you, Neil? We're, I missed you last week. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because of course you were off ill. Glad to hear you better now. Um, but yes, we uh, we couldn't do a team news video last week, but here we are. Um, as risen Mina Rayola like from uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. No tweets about about me on my on my deathbed. <laughs> uh, luckily enough, very very strange. All, all those stories uh, yesterday. Yep, I am feeling better. I I was I was feeling rough yesterday, um, but today did the Q and A with Jenny. Um, it's got to three o'clock, and I haven't had a nap yet, so I'm doing better than most okay. days this week. Progress. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we've got lots to talk about. We've got uh, another game week. We've got the last normal game week of the season before the doubles start here, and then the carnage of. 38 so let's get straight into it with our first game tomorrow which is newcastle the god you talk about rising from the dead newcastle absolutely amazing at the moment especially at home uh, and they're playing liverpool interesting game this it is indeed yeah it's it's our home record has been pretty good for most of the candy i think it's i think man city the last team to beat us and, and i believe that was around about christmas time so We've been um, both picking up results and defensively quite solid at the back. So this is quite a, a stern test for Liverpool, I think. Um, now, we haven't played many teams like Liverpool in, in quite some time. We got battered by Spurs in the one tough match that we've had really recently. But um, uh, So, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. But it is a, it is a quick turnaround for Liverpool, especially. It's a, it's a Wednesday, Saturday lunchtime and then Tuesday turnaround because of the Champions League. Uh, and these are the the games where you have a, a bit of a red flag over rotation. Um, however, obviously, as I mentioned in the team news tab, that uh, you know a, a mere draw, even loss of two points, would be fairly catastrophic at this stage mm. for Liverpool in, in the title push. And they do have the the luxury of making five subs in the Champions League, of course, on Tuesday as well. You know, they get the extra two changes, and. Um, they are two 0 up, so if they do get to a point, maybe after like sort of sixty minutes on Tuesday, where they are, you know, comfortably ahead on aggregate, then Klopp has the the option to rest players. Then, of course, there might be one or two changes. Again, I think they'll see the likes of Jota come back in, Matip, as well, uh, Naby Keita, for example. But um, segue and straight into the team news. Uh, Roberto Firmino is the only definite absentee, so that lessens the uh, number of options available to Klopp up top. Um, of course, he's got Origi. Of course, he's got Minamino. And we saw Origi coming off the bench last weekend, but um, probably the strong money would be on Salamane Jota, you would think, perhaps. Certainly Jota coming back in after his, after his midweek breather. But yeah, team news-wise, uh, Firmino is the only one definitely out. Liverpool's been hit by some diarrhoea, 
So they've had uh, Simicass and Curtis Lovely. Jones out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Simicass is back. Uh, Curtis Jones still couldn't train yesterday. I think we can all empathise there when you, you can't get up off, off your seat. And um, so, yeah, it, it remains to be seen if he's in training today and, and then can feature. But uh, Fabinho is the only red flag. It's funny, sometimes we get like very vague team news, yeah. like knocks and niggles or not quite sure. And then Klopp just like, yeah, they got diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Too much TMI, if, if anything. Um, and how about Newcastle? Yeah, Newcastle, as you were really. So Wilson and Trippier and Fraser are all out. Fraser race against time before the end of the season. Wilson and Trippier are closer. Trippier especially. I think Trippier's even joined in training, full training. But it's only had one session, so... Uh, Eddie Howe thinks they are, are not going to make this one, but just those three. Okay, uh, moving over to Villa. Lots of investment in their players at the moment. Obviously, they've got a good home game against Norwich and then back-to-back double game weeks before finishing up with a horrible game week against City in the final in the final week. Yeah. Um, likes of Coutinho, Watkins, Cash, all these guys being bought. Anything anyone needs to know or they pretty much good to go? Yeah, not by the sounds of Gerard's presser. We, we know that um, Luka Dini's facing a battle just to get back for game week 38, so I'm certainly not expecting him back for this one. Uh, Sanson and um, uh, Courtney House are still out, and they've got Bert and Traore coming back, but all of these players are, are very much sort of fringe options, and the big names you mentioned there weren't weren't mentioned in Gerard's presser. Yep, uh, and Norwich, I mean, sorry Norwich fans, but not a huge amount of investment in your players, but anything we need to know from them? No, we've only got another four of these before they, they bow out uh, to the championship, almost certainly. Um, yeah, they've still got uh, they've still got a few names out, a few of them who are out for the rest of the season as well. Uh, Omar Bamadili, Adam Eder, and Ozan Kabak, they're all out for the season. Uh, Josh Sargent's back. He is expected to feature if he comes through training. Um, same with Lucas Rupp. He's back in training as well. And I think that is... Eight. Yep. Dean, Dean Smith to cause a surprise upset and annoy all the Villa owners, new Villa player owners. Yeah, he got something got something to prove, I, I guess, in a sense. Um, whether his players will share that same conviction hmm. that they can get out of this. I mean, even even Smith said this morning that um, while it's still mathematically possible, we're going to try. So he, he sounded very defeatist in in just that sentence. You know, he's already pretty much acknowledging that they're down. And I think he could actually go down this weekend, I believe. I think if results really? go the right way, mm. um, Burnley've got to win, of course. But um, yeah, I, I can see them putting on a, a bit of an initial fight. But um, we, last weekend was was the killer blow. I thought they'd get something from the Newcastle game um, coming off the back of our busy week. But they just just capitulated and, and that was they had to win that really to stand any chance. They have got another injury, I've just remembered. It's um, Zimmerman, uh, the centre-half. He's almost certainly out of this one as well. Yep. Nice. Uh, Southampton Palace next. Southampton making changes sort of week on week. I've got Adams and the Broyer owners yeah. never know where he's going to start and all that. But they've had a very significant injury um, to a young player, which is horrible, right? Yeah, a sad end to the fairy tale FBL story of, of Tino uh, Livramento, who is out not just for this season, but for the rest of 2022 as well. So I'm not expecting him battle midway through next campaign, maybe after the World Cup even. So he's got a, a, an ACL injury, which, as you, as we know from past experience, that's like a nine-month um, around about that time anyway. So, yeah, his campaign is done. Other than that, though, Southampton are, as far as we're aware, and bearing in mind this press conference was yesterday, uh, they are fully fit 
And as you say there, it's just it's just now it's the um, rotation issue because he will start because they're comfortably mid-table, uh, not to play for, and we've already seen it last week with the likes of Shane Long coming in. There'll be some rotation, I'm sure, between now and the end of the season. Yep. And Palace is our favourite player. I think he's the only one that's out, right? Precisely that, yeah. Nathan Ferguson is still out, uh, unsurprisingly. And uh, yeah, Vieira said everyone's back in training. So that includes uh, Tyreek Mitchell, who wasn't 100% for Monday's game against Leeds. So he comes back into the equation here. Yep. Interesting, because Palace have been playing quite well, I think. So, you know, even even though they're kind of this on-the-beach type side, particularly at home, they're looking good defensively. And yeah. you know, Zaha looks a decent option. And, and they played really well against Leeds, I thought. And, and we're unlucky not to, not to win that. But... Southampton are the complete opposite. They seem to be just going down. You know, I know they, I know they drew against us, but two free kicks from from yeah, Walker. I'm sure they're not going to get that every every week. From mm. Yeah, I think I think um, you wouldn't you wouldn't put any kind of prediction on this match because it is it is two teams who you don't even know who's going to start for either side. Never mind turn up on the day. But yeah, Palace, as you said there, Palace absolutely battered Leeds um, without scoring. So yeah, I'd fancy them for this. Yep. Uh, Watford Burnley next. Now this is a big game. This is, I mean, sh- uh, Watford are probably done right, but yeah. a win here, and you never know what could happen. Yeah, it would it would make things slightly interesting rather than a uh, certainty that they're going. Down. I'm trying to hype it, Neil. I'm trying to get excited. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> it's Watford versus Burnley. Come on, we've got to do something. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not just a, a um, crucial for uh, Watford, but if Burnley win this, I mean, they're pretty much. They're not outside from Everton, but um, it'll it'll knock Watford and Norwich down, and then they'll be um, they could be what seven points clear of Everton. I'm trying to think how they'll be. They'll be level with Leeds on 34, assuming that Leeds are beaten by by Man City. Yeah, so yeah, Leeds and Everton have got uh, City and Chelsea respectively this weekend. I know Chelsea's not not um, given who's going to turn up, but yeah, Burnley could move five points clear of Everton. That is, if they if they win this one, and then Everton's got. I think another um, big six game after that is it? Uh, they got oh they got they got Leicester. That's probably not quite so bad. So um, yeah, it would really put the pressure on on Leicester. Yeah, the team news. Um, I guess Burnley would be more interested than Watford. Watford they could put out a bulletin this morning saying that um, keeper Firmina and Juraj Kuchka are back in training after minor knocks last weekend. So uh, they're fine, we assume. I think that just leaves Cucho Hernandez on the sidelines. Burnley, uh, this was yesterday, the presser, and uh, Mike Jackson still in charge, done, done very well so far, can't argue with the results. They are still without uh, me, Goodmanson, Westwood and Peters. Uh, Corny is going to be a late call. I'm sure this would have been a, a touch and go if Dice was still in charge. He's got a, a knee problem. He hasn't trained, or he hadn't trained as of Thursday. He'd been working with the physio, so that's that's never a good sign. Um, and yeah, two other sort of minor problems. Um, Aaron Lennon was only deemed fit enough for a bench duty last weekend, and Gio Rodriguez came off with, I think, a recurrent calf thing. And um, Jackson said he'd been given a rest day on Tuesday, but had since returned to training on on Thursday. So um, could be okay for this one. I mentioned Rodriguez because he's he's one of the cheaper forwards who has been getting game time. I think he's five point two. Of course, Burnley's got a, a double coming up, so. He's not without his um his followers. Mm. You could say that Michael Jackson has turned a bad Burnley side into a bit of a thriller these last few games. You right? could do. I mean, I'd stop short saying that because um 
You got, got some yeah. self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Wolves versus Brighton. I'll tell you what, is, tell you, is it, if there's any game that isn't going to be a thriller, yeah. it's going to be this one. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we, we play well against Southampton, but, but conceded, we being Brighton um, conceded those two toe two free kick goals. Yeah. Wolves are just completely, their attacking stats are just so far down. Yeah. Um, I can't see any, I can't see this being an exciting game, but what, what have we got? What's happening with Wolves? Well, I think one of the reasons why Wolves have sort of tanked a bit recently is that Neves has been out. It was it was just so good for them. And, and Daniel Pedensi as well, who's... If you saw this graphic on Twitter, his creativity stats are, are really, really good this season. So, they, I mean, those are two big losses um, in terms of creating chances. Those two are still out, along with Kilman. Uh, it seemed almost certain that, that um, Neves is out. Largas originally said that um, he was definitely out and then slightly backtracked by saying uh, it would be... Um, a tough ask or, or you know, very unlikely so I think he's 25% as a result of that but all looking very unlikely for that trio I don't think they've got anything fresh injury wise uh, Brighton they should have Lamptey back he's been back in training and provided there's no reaction to his knee niggle then he should be back for this one they've got two players out and that's Jakob Moda and Jeremy Sarmiento who's got a hamstring problem uh, they've also got Basuma back from suspension as well, so that will be uh, a big boost for them defensively and would further my prediction that it's going to be a completely stinking golden straw. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against that for sure. Um, one game, well, one game that we wouldn't have backed as a golden straw um, in more well, last season, but Marsh has tightened them up a little bit now. It's Leeds versus City. I don't think we're expecting too much from Leeds um, in this one. But there could be some rotation from from City and lots of people buying some of their assets now. Let's start with City. Yeah. Uh, what do we know about who they've got available? Injuries-wise, they are without Stones and Walker, as they have been for a while. Of course, Stones came back in midweek in the Champions League, but then he lasted all of about half an hour and then he was off again. So he's definitely out of this one. They're going to assess him for, for Wednesday's rematch in Madrid. Walker, um, Pep was a bit sketchy on details. Uh, in terms of when he's going to come back. So media reports suggesting he might be out for the season, but um, it's a week-to-week uncertainty with him. So that would, of course, uh, firm up Cancelo's place at right-back if there was any doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, rotation is going to be uh, an issue or a potential problem further forward. You've got people like uh, Sterling, who was rested in Grealish as well, who we, Grealish probably wouldn't expect to play in the second leg. So if you follow the, the neat logic pattern that um, folk not involved in the UCL could play in the league, then you'd, you'd expect someone like Grealish and Sterling to come back in. It's not always that simple with Pep, as we've learned the hard way over the years. Um, things like momentum coming, but you might want to give, so for example, Gundogan a game if he's thinking of starting him in midweek. But yeah, we, we, we know who the players at risk are, and it's generally in the front three. Um, the likes of Mares, Foden, and Jesus. Jesus, especially, I think, because Jesus is a man in form up top, and as such, probably will be playing in the, or perhaps be playing in the Champions League in midweek. Mm. So he might not start in the league now, despite his four goal heroics next week. We've got, we'll have the predictions um, up later on. I think I'd already done like a rough draft. I think the tally roughly with what Luke's thinking as well, and, and what um, the, uh, the folk from uh, Emma's. Uh, scheme are thinking as well, but um, yeah, the, the, we all know where the, the risks are. You just sort of grin and bear it with City, knowing that there's probably a hole uh, in three or five games remaining, and then maybe mm. a bench in one of the other two. But 
Um, Expecting De Bruyne to start though. I've put him down as a start. I think he, mm. he had a, a complete rest in the what was it, the FA Cup semi, and then he was withdrawn fairly early on against Watford. Yes, he played ninety minutes in week. He's been playing with um, I think what Pep called disturbing niggles or something in his ankle. Um, disturbing been, niggles. Yeah, that might have been lost in translation. I wonder if he means some kind of like disturbance or something rather than disturbing. Um, <laughs> and he's been he's managed will be managed. I think. I think if if City are cruising and and. Four yeah. up or something on Leeds, I think he'll probably get taken off. I've stuck him down for a start, but there is obviously that risk with it being a, uh, a turnaround. However, what you would say is that um, this is a Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday turnaround, unlike um, a, sorry, Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday turnaround, unlike Liverpool have got the, the tighter, the tighter turnaround between games. So at least that is in City's favour this time. Yep. Uh, they're playing Leeds. Any news yep. from Leeds? Any news on Bamford? Yeah, he's, he's near in a return. He's not quite there yet. He is back on the grass. And um, Jesse Marsh is hoping that he'll be, uh, I think, in full training from next week. So we could see him in the in the closing stages. That's not good for Gellhart and, and Greenwood, of course. But who's to say that uh, Bamford won't re-injure himself straight away, yep. as has happened. Celebrating, um, did he want one, one week, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. celebrated Probably and went off. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Yeah, that was his um his sole contribution in about eight months. Uh, so yeah, he's he's on the cusp of return. Won't be back for this one. They've also got Forshaw, Roberts, and Somerville out for the season. Um, but I think that is it. Yep, nice. Uh, we're just over halfway. If you're enjoying this video, please like the stream. Drop us a comment as well afterwards. If you're listening on the audio podcast, write us a review on the Scout Podcast. Well, we haven't had many of those, um, so that'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, Neil, Neil, you appreciate all that, don't you? For all your hard work. I really work. do. Yes. I really do. I, I do appreciate that. And thank everyone for the nice messages over the, over the season. It does, um, it does mean a lot. Oh, that's nice. Right, you've got your work cut out for the next one uh, because next is Everton Chelsea. Okay, Everton, we'll, we'll come to them in a second. Let, let's start with Chelsea because this is the big one for a lot of people. And this is going to be the big one between now and, and the end of the season because it's. It was two quite poor performances, I thought, from from Chelsea across the double. Obviously, I free hitted and loaded up on their attacking assets, and they all did terribly. Um, but it's, it's James and Alonso, right? That, that's where the investment seems to be going a lot. Trying to predict when they're going to start. Any insight for us? Well, we didn't even get a press conference from from Thomas Tuchel. We we, we got what we got did get instead was embargoed quotes from last night, which are of limited use because um, you're not going to really get a chance to assess any fresh injuries. But he did discuss the, the previously injured players. Um, so uh, Barkley and Christensen are both or have been ill. They'll be assessed. Still out are Chilwell, Kovacic and Hudson-Odoi. So that's the team you sorted. There was a, a, a perhaps a telling quote on, uh, which everyone's probably seen by now, on Havertz and Werner um, about their physicality and about them maybe not being as sharp last night because of the amount of game time they've accrued. And then they were taken off, I think, with about 20 minutes mm. to go. Pugasic and, and um, Lukaku came on. So, yeah, those two, as, a, as a consequence, I think people are thinking the worst about about um, about those two. And uh, I haven't done the team news prediction yet for Chelsea. It'll be one of my last ones. But I, I would fear for those two, I think, with um, the game, what, 72 hours, less than 72 hours after the United game. What I would say is that they have got a week free coming off coming up after this so they do have a nice little gap um so it's, it might not be so much rest and uh fatigue as not wanting to risk players for the for the upcoming 
FA Cup final. So they might not be sort of tired per se, but we know that muscular injuries can mm. uh, be more likely when uh, people are overworked, um, when the minutes have been high. So uh, he might take this game as a, a view to change one or two positions, maybe maybe a handful. Um, with the likes of, I mean, James is, a, is the other one as well because he he started and played yesterday at wing back. If he'd been at centre half, then prospects of him starting two games in three days are probably higher. Um, we've we've been discussed this before about how his how his boss was been playing him there to aid his recovery from from these muscular problems. But he was an all action gung ho wing back last night who somehow blanked uh, in that match. He was brilliant. Um, hit the post, created a number of chances. And uh, I do worry for his game time as well this weekend, I think, because mm, they have been, they have been hear, careful about him since he's come back. That is not what I wanted to hear, and I doubt it's what a lot of people wanted to hear. So No, I know. There goes all those likes on the stream, I reckon, based on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, um, I can't see the dislikes anymore. Yeah, that's true. They, 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 you can see them internally, I think. Um, oh, can you? Yeah, I just, I just don't check it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, how about Everton? They're at home, so they should put up a bit more of a fight. Yeah, they're 15 all right, haven't they? Uh, Gerson since Lampard came in. Uh, they are without uh, Godfrey, who could be out for the season. They're also without uh, a number of pre-existing injuries like Patterson, Townsend, uh, Van der Beek and Gomez. Tom Davis as well. He's back in training, but not quite ready. However, they do have Calvert Lewin back, um, who a bit like Bamford has been in and out of training. He's been out for two weeks with, it, with a quad injury, and he's back for this one. Yeri Mina's involved as well. He was just rested last weekend after his recent return. So um, I would certainly expect Mina to come back in and then probably Calvert-Lewin maybe from the bench as Lampard's been doing recently. Yep. I don't think he's got a goal for Lampard, Calvert-Lewin, since he's been back. Um, he's got he three. Got, no, he had assist, yeah, he got the assist against Newcastle, didn't he? But that was... I think he did. Was, yeah, yeah. He's, had, he's had three goals this season. They came in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. That was a massive injury. And then, yeah, it's been, yeah. been, been poor. Um Okay, uh, Spurs-Leicester next. This is an interesting one because obviously Spurs out of form at the moment, struggling to score goals. Leicester, well, you can talk about Leicester because Rodgers has hinted at more rotation. Yeah, he says he's going to freshen things up uh, in this one, which you know we've, we've seen in recent weeks. We can be fairly confident about what he's going to do. Um, so injury-wise, they've got, uh, I think it's just Ndidi and Bertrand out even Castagna's been past fit. He, he came off last night with a... He took a blow to the head and I think his vision was affected, but he's had a scan on his eye and he's fine. So he's been past fit. So it's just those two, and Didi and Bertrand uh, and Jakubovic as well. Um, which means that uh, Rogers has got um, a full squad to to mm. spread the minutes around, I guess. Even Vardy's so, so Vardy, back. Yeah, Vardy. Vardy. Yeah. Nope. No, that's because he's... He had an hour last night, and that was his first start in, in months. Um, so I think he'll be back amongst the substitutes. And then, how I many you can take your pick as to how many he made eight changes against was it Newcastle hmm. uh, when he when he really went well with the rotation, and he's made several in between then as well. So uh, we could see the entire back four change, for example. We could see uh, well, Mendy will probably come back in in midfield as well because he's ineligible for the Europa League. We could see um, Barnes was benched yesterday, so he could come in. On the flank, um, they've got uh, Sumaria back as well, who's, who adds to the options in central midfield. So we can now finally think about resting either Dewsbury Hall or Tielemans. So, yeah, a lot of uncertainty with, with the Leicester lineup, um, which 
adds to the appeal of Spurs players this weekend. Yes, and there's one name who's definitely out of Spurs. Yeah, Region is out. Uh, we've got a groin problem. So, along with Dottie being out, you'd think that makes the wing-back situation a lot easier to predict. But then again, we saw Davies move there um, late in last week's game. I think Sanchez came on a centre-half and then Davies moved up the left flank. Emerson's been poop uh, going forward for a while. <laughs> so, he's got, he's got Kulisevsky can come and play in there. He's got Lucas Moura. Um, I think Bergwijn's played on both flanks as well. So, um, on on paper, it seems like Emerson and Sessignon are now nailed for those wing back positions. But both of them have, have well, all of the options bar Doherty have really disappointed since Conte's come in. Um, and I think you've seen that in the last two game mm. weeks where the lack of Doherty's really, really hurt them because they just the service from out wide is is pretty poor. They haven't got much from the centre of the park either. So, um, yeah, I do fear a little bit for, for Spurs. I do think they'll they will come good. There will be points like the Norwich game last game of the season, I'm sure there'll be points there, but yeah. Um they're not quite that swaggering attacking unit that they were uh, over the last few months. Yep. Uh okay, moving over to the other uh, London sides, uh, West Ham and Arsenal. Uh, we'll start with Arsenal because obviously Saka was the one of the heroes of, of last game week. I free hit him out. That was fun uh, to watch, but he did limp off. Any news? Yeah, he's uh, he should be okay according to Arteta. <laughs> he has been very he's convincing. Been <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, well, fully expecting him to be fine. He's been back in training this week. We've seen him in in drills, and he looks absolutely fine. Um, and in fact, later on in the press conference, Arteta was asked about uh, who would take a penalty if they got one again this weekend, and he said, "Oh, uh, Bakai will take one on uh, tomorrow if we get one." So he's he's pretty much expecting him to okay, play as well. Good. So I don't have any any concerns about that. Um, I think interview wise, it's just Partey and Tierney. Um, Tommy Asu's back. He was asked about his possibilities of a start as well. Uh, so he could feature, and um, yeah, I think they've got a fully fit squad other than those two. Good. West Ham's an interesting one because obviously they were in Europe last night. I'm expecting mass rotation here again. They did it against Chelsea. Surely they're they do it again. Yeah, they did it a week earlier than I thought they would. I thought they would maybe. Um, Moyes has generally resisted the urge to rotate. Uh, he, I mean, that, obviously, a lot of the reason why was because he played a second string in, in Europe for the first half of the season. But even. Since the knockout rounds began, he's been playing the likes of Bowling and Antonio twice a week. Now went to the semis. He's obviously now firmly focused on uh, the competition in Europe. So, yeah, last weekend we saw Antonio benched Bourne as well. Um, and the likes of Yarmolenko and Ben Rama starting. And I think, yeah, you would you would think if logic follows that would happen again this weekend. They're down three centre-halves, definitely. So Dawson suspended. Ogbonna and Diop are still out. Zuma made a very surprise return last night. We were not expecting that, um, but it didn't look fit. And I wonder whether he'll be preserved for Thursday again, even though he is now available for selection. They might think, well, we've only got two senior centre-halves mm. for that um, Frankfurt game. So let's not risk it. So, yeah, we could see... Um, we saw last weekend, we saw Cresswell and Johnson in a back three, uh, makeshift centre-halves, and then Dawson was the middle one, but he's now suspended. So we could see one of the young guns come in. Baptiste, an option. Um, uh, is it Alice as well? AJ Alice. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but both of those players uh, played. They're both centre half, and they played against. I think it was Zagreb in the in the Europa League. 
earlier this season. So they do have a little bit of, of senior experience. Moyes did say that he's unwilling to throw in too many academy products at the end of the season because he needed the senior players to be able to trust them. But um, that could be one position where he, he turns yeah. to youth just to protect Zuma for Thursday. Which you'd think would be good news for the likes of Saka. Yeah, but then again, look how how well um, uh, how well they did last weekend against Chelsea. No, Chelsea really struggled. Don't remind me. Don't remind <laughs> me, Neil. Still painful. <laughs> uh, okay, final game then, uh, the Monday night game. And that is two sides in very different form. Brentford in great form at the moment. United, mm-hmm. uh, to put in your words, poop. Yeah, yeah, my, I'm something of a linguist. So yeah, yeah. Expert analysis as always. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a technical term. So yeah, we I think we, we saw from our scout picks, our scout squad picks this week, how many of us were keen on Brentford. There's yeah. Ericsson and Bumo and Tony I think all got mentioned, which just tells you the state of my United at the moment. So not just out of form, but um, injury hit as well. Uh, starting with Brentford because it's easier. Uh, they are without uh, Pinnock, Canos, Zanka, Onyeka, and Godos. Uh, but they will have Norgard and, and uh, Asia back. Uh, Man United, so they were in action last night, and then Ranić faced the press immediately after that game. We've just got some quotes released from embargo this afternoon from that. So definitely out of Pogba and Shaw, who are possibly season-ending injuries. Cavani and Fred are back in training. Cavani was due back today. Uh, Fred's got the best chance of featuring. Cavani's probably substituted best, according to Ranić. Um, Sancho could be off this season as well with tonsillitis. Uh, it's yeah extremely unlikely he plays in this one, and he could not even feature between now and thirty-eight. Wan Bissaka missed out last week for a reason we're not aware of. It wasn't it wasn't uh, specified what that issue was, um, but he missed out and uh, he could miss out again. Um, Lingard was out for personal reasons, and uh, Maguire was out for I think it was a knee a niggle. Uh, and Ranik would only say that he hopes to get two or three of those back for Monday. So there's a lot of uncertainty with United. Um, and this is their final home game as well, I believe, mm-hmm. of the season because that, that Chelsea game got shifted. So there was a there was questions about whether the likes of Mata and Matic might get farewell sentimental send-offs with this being their, likely their last game in, in, in Manchester for all United. And to be fair, Matt, I was like <laughs> head and shoulders above he was. any I... other player who United had last night apart from Ronaldo. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the maddest thing in the world to see him start because Alanga and Rashford were uh, were terrible, and um, Sancho was out. So uh, the and, and Matt, I think Matt came on, I think, and played on the right for uh, when Rashford, Rashford came off. So um, not beyond the realms of possibility that he he starts this one. Well, I mean, you know, United, given the way they're playing, a blank in thirty-seven. Yeah, these injuries, it's probably the time to jump off. I would. I've thought. Um, that's it, I think. That's all 20 teams. So. Anything yeah, I've missed? So. I don't think so. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you, Neil. As always, we'll be back uh, next week. Not many of these left to go now. No, no. We'll, we'll have one providing uh, you're well enough for uh, each of the next three games. I think the, the last two are Sunday deadlines. So we'll see what happens there with um, sort of so, yeah, Sunday deadlines, which means Sunday, all the games are on Sunday. So we'll see if there's any press conferences on the Saturdays. Hmm. I don't think there will be, which might necessitate uh, some kind of different team news um, around it. But for now, yeah, yep. we'll, uh, we'll leave it as it is. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for watching and listening. Uh, as I said, make sure you like the stream, drop us a comment um, as well, uh, but we'll see you next week.